Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life because really we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience. My mom brain just shaw <laughs> in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted channel for the spirit baby realm who facilitates deep soul healing by delivering divine messages and teaching you how to connect with your spirit babies. I'm your other host, Natalie, an intuitive mentor and transformative healer and a new mom. Be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts, watch our 100% unedited episodes on YouTube, and you can also follow us on Instagram at McJaguar and at Intuitively Natalie for more weirdo and woo-woo content. And if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review and subscribe and share it on your social media and tag us so that more people can unleash their weird with you. Yay. Yay. I Look, totally I have thought, our mug. I love that. Mine's sitting on my desk. It's holding all my tax information. Have you done your taxes yet? Um, no. Okay. Me neither. <laughs> We're starting to collect, but I pay them quarterly, but yeah, we talked about that. We need to talk about that. <laughs> oh, y'all it's tax season. I can't even believe it, but Maeve was kind enough to come on December 1st. So now we have just a little tax write-off that I'm excited about. <laughs> How much do you get? Do you get like more if you have twins? Um, I have no triplets. idea. I, well, cause you claim however many dependents. So I'm sure. We'll just claim her as like five because she's definitely <laughs> all of her personality. All of her energy is definitely a, a five. <laughs> she's got like a lot of nicknames now. So we'll just yeah. claim one for each. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are some of her cute nicknames? If you can share them. Are they cute? Um, well, when she, when she was getting her tongue tie released, they misspelled her name in their system. They spelled it with a Z. Like corn. Oh. <laughs> Maze. Maze. So when she's being extra, we call her Maisie Lou. Oh, oh because Maisie also, Lou. Well, also after her tongue tie, she, her upper lip was uh, so swollen that she looked like a who. Oh, so it's Maisie Lou. Cute. But only it's like when she's like being extra, I see. Oh yeah. When she turns feral, when you try to get her to sleep, uh, that's Maisie Lou who, but when she wakes up and she's in a good mood, she's a little Pequena princessa. Oh yeah. <laughs> you sent me that and you're like, look at this princess. And I was like, oh, habla de español, babe. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. So fun. Yeah. One um, time I accidentally did claim three because uh, I didn't understand taxes when I was 19 or whatever. <laughs> and I got back like three grand. <laughs> Wait, they never checked. <laughs> I never went to jail. I, you know, but the IRS did come after me years later for like seven grand. So they got theirs. They got it back. <laughs> You're like, whoops. I don't know. Adding was hard back then and all those terrifying sheets. Um, so yes, do your taxes if you're hearing this. Yes, do reminder, do your taxes early. Early, okay, yeah. Well, get it out of the way. I hate that, like way. having them looming. <laughs> I think that's like one of the hardest parts as a business owner is taxes. It's Or it's just like anything that you don't really like want to do in your business, you know? It's the tedium, yeah. yeah. But those have to get done. <laughs> they do have to get done. <laughs> have you seen all those um memes about the IRS like guess how much you owe us like you owe us money and the other person's like well how much do we owe you and the IRS is like guess yeah exactly because <laughs> yeah. they know right, but you, you and you don't know <laughs> it's 
ridiculous. <laughs> and then they're like, here's this big booklet, go figure it out. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, and if I you get it wrong, you go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Welcome to America. This is so fun. <laughs> you sure you want to incarnate here, children? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know you've been sending me things like people in Germany have like mental health nurses they get like a come to their go house to like a spa day if they're like having a hard time I was like oh that's nice. three weeks they have three yeah. weeks of like spa credit but like what do you think those spas are like I don't I bet they're amazing I bet they're so nice I feel like you get like bratwurst beaver. <laughs> you're just being like ah like you're stereotyping but I wouldn't <laughs> turn down a bratwurst and a pretzel at a spa <laughs> a spa bratwurst yeah it's an oktoberfest spa specifically it'd be like all vegan made of vegetables um but no I just think we I was kind of jelly when I saw that from you and I was like I I want more and then I said to you what are we gonna do about it how are we gonna fix this I have no idea yeah I think that there is an element of socialism that needs to happen which like that can totally go the wrong way I feel like the government could probably have too much of that in their hands if we had like a socialist set up somehow it can create monopolies and like I understand the cons of it but the pros of it are all of these like perks that everybody gets access to yeah I mean I my like cousins live with socialized medicine and they're like oh just waiting for any operation hopefully I'll get one one day but they also still have the option to pay for private insurance and for private medical. So there is that, you know, ability. It's not like it takes that away, but mm-hmm. but just for like our future generations, I just think like that's a good place to start. It's got to be better. But some socialized medicine is for the people who have just had babies. How about that? Yeah. I was, I think I sent you another TikTok. Guys, I'm I get nap trapped a lot. So I'm on TikTok a lot. (laughs) Um, It's because Maeve is in this, she's doing this cool thing where like at eight weeks, they have to start learning how to produce their own melatonin. They don't get yours anymore. So like, she doesn't know how to fall asleep. So she needs all of this like assistance. And then their sleep cycles are like 20 minutes. So she'll wake up and she'll need that same thing to go back to sleep. She can't like put herself back to sleep yet. She's still like building up this melatonin. When does it arrive? Um, they say it gets better at 12 weeks. Did you get the prime shipping on this? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> anyway, I get nap trapped a lot because I'll put her down and then she'll wake up like 20 minutes later and then we'll only sleep if I'm holding her, like stay asleep. Yeah. So it's less traumatic for everybody. <laughs> so you have a baby on you. And yeah. Like, and what I'm, can I do? Um, I can TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh my God. I totally lost. What was I talking about? What TikTok was I talking about? I don't know. We Mom didn't, brain. <laughs> we didn't even get to it, but you sent me another one. <laughs> oh, okay. It came yeah, back to okay. me. Um, <clears throat> so millennials, most of us have Pluto and Scorpio. So we're supposed to be like bringing up all of this stuff from the subconscious and like all the stuff that's gone unspoken. And we're just supposed to like shed light on it and be like, this is not okay. This is not okay. We, we saw this, we grew up this way. This is not okay. We're just supposed to like point it out. Gen Z, I think their Pluto is in Sag. So they're supposed to go out and explore and try different things and see different ways of living and take and and bring it all back. Right. And then this next generation of spirit babies that are coming in with their Pluto and Capricorn are actually going to build the systems that create the change. 
So don't feel bad if you're like, what are we going to do about this? And you're like, I have no clue because really we're just supposed to be like pointing out what's not working. Yeah. And I, I feel for the millennials. I think that's why people don't like you guys. <laughs> Us snowflakes. Well, because it's like the older generations are like, why well, I should do something about it, kid. And it's like, nope, that's not my job. No, I'm my job to is tell to you just that it's be not like, that's not working. That's not working. Yeah. You're doing that wrong. Clearly you can't see that. So <laughs> I'm going to have to take my whole life <laughs> and uh, reincarnate and uh, shine some light on that for you. Mine's in Libra. Your Pluto? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think the implications of that are? I don't, my brain's not working. Um, I just like, uh, like restoring that kind of balance, balance right? Like, mm. kind of like realizing that, okay, before we start to like point everything out, probably before pointing everything out, <laughs> we're yeah. going to be like, okay, let's kind of bring the energy to this place of receiving. That's kind of how I see it. So that we're cool with you guys being like, that's wrong. And we can kind of buffer like with the upper generations, like, okay, yeah, but like, they're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't use that term anymore. Or oh, I'm so sorry that you feel that way, but also social justice people have felt this way forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of that those peacekeepers is kind of how I feel it. If you know, like in a Libra, we can kind of like waffle and, you know, and then we kind of make it sort of like joyful for everybody. You know, we kind of like Libras are so like fun and colorful. Like let's, let's have some fun while we yeah destroy what we've built and <laughs> rebuilt again. Mm-hmm. Casual. Super. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think I'm excited for what they're going to build. I know I, these spirit babies, I mean, you've, you and I have talked about it. They're so different coming in now. Yeah. yeah. They're being more selective. Oh, what do you mean by that? Um, I think it's interesting that we're having all of these fertility problems now. There are mm-hmm. less spirit babies coming in, and there is going to be like a population deficit coming yeah. up. So it's interesting. Yeah. And like they just, my guides just said, a big part of what people are doing is ancestor work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're feeling that theme this year. Are you? Going to call to like your ancestors since you just made like, a new one. And <laughs> oh, I did. You did. It's weird, really weird that I made a, I made a person. Right. <laughs> They're gonna be like talking about you and like putting your photo oh, on an altar. I hope. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like the ancestor work started maybe at the end of last year, and it's like still continuing in through the beginning of this year. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people have been talking about feeling like moving through intense grief and sadness. Yeah. So like, you know, I've talked to a lot of clients and they have a lot of stuff going on in their womb and it's related to their mothers and their grandmothers. And, you know, a couple of generations back, people did not deal with miscarriage as well. People did not deal with stillbirth. They did not deal with infertility. Well, like they didn't deal with anything at all. <laughs> they just did it. <laughs> just did what, it. what is their Pluto in? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I think it is. It's Virgo. <laughs> oh, is it okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm being nice. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it's the people who are here now, the millennials willing to point things out, the willing to do the research, willing to figure out what's going on in their lineage. You're, you might also manifest a lot of things in your body with fertility around this to be healed, to be brought to light. And the best way I can think about this is that you guys have to really consider that you will have multiple experiences of life mm-hmm. and that there's, it's not just one go around. It's not. 
I don't know that. Like, I really want people to understand that there's no finish line. Yeah. I think we've said that before, but there's no finish line. So reconcile with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just con- like the universe is continuing to expand, right? Mm-hmm. So are we? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Did I just put a bow on it? That's really <laughs> cute. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I did want to talk for a minute about what's going on in the world. Okay. What's going on in the world? Okay. So did you hear about the Lindsay Clancy thing? No. Who's that? So she's a mom. Okay. She was a labor and delivery nurse, actually three kids. She got postpartum psychosis. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I didn't know her name. Yes. I don't know if the third one is still alive or if he's still in like critical condition. It died. The little one died. Died. Mm -hmm. I read that. Yeah. And there's all of this like uprising of like mothers sharing their experiences with postpartum Mm. depression and postpartum psychosis. Like, yeah. And she was actively trying to get help. She was on, I saw Mm. a recent video update about it that she was on like eight something different medications, like psych medications. So her lawyer is saying basically like she was hallucinating. She was having suicidal ideation, homicidal ideation, and she was reaching out to her providers about it and nobody did anything. At least not in a time frame that would have been more beneficial. And wow. all these moms are on the uprise and they're like, she should not be charged with murder. Like, this is what I went through. I had these thoughts. I reached out for help. The help wasn't enough. I got through it. But all of these moms on social media are like, I had these thoughts. I went through this. She should not be charged. She should get help. And she's going to have to live with it for the rest of her life if she makes it because they won't comment really on her condition. Wow. But it's a lot. There's a lot coming up right now around motherhood and the support that's just not there. I think that's kind of how it came into my purview was just that, that, that story. And I think I'd heard parts and pieces of it because there was still that one little baby that was alive and they weren't quite even sure what happened. But as more and more information came out, um, and then we were just talking about that in the beginning, like, yeah, having a mental health check in, having people stop by, um, checking in on you. I mean, I, I think even one time you texted me and I was like, do I need to call you? Are you okay? Because <laughs> oh, I, I said, you know, but I was like, I don't, you know, you're reading over text and you know about these things. And it's like, you can't. I can't assume that it's not going to hit you. Right. Like, even though I know you're grounded and you do your work and whatever, like it doesn't, I don't think it's picky or choosy sometimes. Right. And it doesn't, you never know what's going to happen after birth. So I was just like, you were like, LOL, no. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but you know, I, really I mean, like it's what she went through. I know. And it's easy oh. as an outsider or somebody who doesn't have kids to say like, oh, well, it's like, I would never do that, but you don't know until you're in it. Like I have had nights where like, she just won't go to sleep and you're so sleep derived and you're so tired and you're so frustrated. And unless you're in that moment, you don't really know what that intensity feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And And like, and we, we judge people in our society by, by standards that aren't very understanding of nuance and our understanding of mental health. And, Mm -mm. you know, I was, Dan and I were talking, my husband, Dan and I were talking a little bit about this, like what would be that better solution? Cause it's not prison. That's it's not, not. anything for her. Prison it doesn't, doesn't do, anything do anything for anything anybody. For anybody. <laughs> I know we're is. just like, there it is. Yeah. Right. We, and you know, there's, there's people though, that like, maybe we wouldn't want mixing around in society, but like, 
they still need rehabilitation, not they incarceration. They need something better, something yeah. better. So, oh my God, my heart just goes out to that family and that community and her. Whew. And I mean, I, the other night, Maeve wouldn't go to sleep and Jenna had to be at work the next day. So like I had to take the, you know, take one for the team. <laughs> and It took two hours of rocking her to get her down. And that is, I mean, it was so tough. I cried. I was like, there is nobody that I can pass this off to. This is just on me. And that feeling that's like where the intensity comes from is like, I am the only person who can get through this. There's nobody that I can call. I don't have another person to pass her off to so that I can take a a break. Like it's just you. Yeah. And that's like so suffocating. It is. It's like, yeah. you don't think it's ever going to end. It's intense. Well, and that, that can put you into that panic fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And we just, we never know how we're going to respond because of whatever trauma we had. However, we respond to trauma, like, oh, it's a lot. There's a lot coming up around motherhood and postpartum support and postpartum anxiety and psychosis and depression is not, there's no time frame on it. Like you can have it when they're three, four or five. Like it's not, it's not just like immediately postpartum. Right. And my guides just said, you know, they were like, oh, you guys have been been saying like, what, what can we do about this? And they're saying you can amplify stories like this and you can, Mm -hmm. you can like get this message out because we might not be able to be in the decision-making seat of some of those, you know, um, supports, but we can Mm -hmm. like get the word out that we, all of us as a collective need to like request the change. Yeah. And I mean, for the change to start, we have to stop ignoring it. Yes. Right. So point we're pointing it out. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, breastfeeding takes a whole other toll on motherhood. Like yeah. it's a 24 seven job. And somebody on, again, on TikTok, she was like, she was kind of ranting. She's like, I just stopped breastfeeding and it's been like so liberating and so freeing. And I've been getting a lot of hate for it. Like for formula feeding my kids. She's like, but my mental health, I was up at night pumping. I'm the only one up at night. It's isolating. I'm the only one that can feed my kid and breastfeeding is not free, but Mm -hmm. everybody has been calling it free because we don't value women's time. Snap. Mm -hmm. Damn. Mic drop. It's priceless is what she said. Breastfeeding is priceless. Yeah. Who, I mean, there's like, we I was talking with a friend about like the outsourcing of milk and wow, babies need 900 ounces of milk a month. Whoa. And, <laughs> and if you multiply that by $4 an ounce or whatever, oh. yeah. Right. $33 for four ounces. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. So it's just wild. Um, she has found some like networks and some connections Um, so she doesn't always go through the bank. And so Mm -hmm. it was good. It was, I was like, okay, okay, give me the inside (laughs) tips, but it's kind of this underground network, if you will. And while of course we will always continue to survive and take care of our children, um, we need to demand more and we need our partners and our supporters, not just us. Community. We need everybody. Yeah. Yep. We need community. I um I got another clog duck. This is my fresh anxiety and motherhood update. <laughs> I got another clog duck. Okay. Oh, the fourth one. And like is I it had, the same side? Um, I've had two on each side. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They normally happen on the side of the boob in the tail of Spence. 
that's normally where they happen. So it's like on the that's side a place in your boob, the tail of Spence. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Um, okay. and it's like the side, it goes like up into your armpit. You oh. have mammary glands, you have ducts all up in there. And that's normally where it happens. It normally, that's where you get mastitis. Um, but yeah, I got my fourth clogged duct this week and I had changed everything. Her latch has been so much better because she's getting bigger. Her mouth is bigger. Um, we're recovering from the dung dye release. Her dung is getting stronger. Um, and she actually like, as soon as I felt it coming on, I knew she sucked it, it out. Like I knew she got the clog out, but it still feels like bruised and tender and swollen for a few days. It's pretty uncomfortable. It's <laughs> just so awful. I know it's not fun. Um, where was I going with that, Jess? You were just talking about fresh anxiety of the week. So you're allowed to like wander here in this segment. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm the worst person to be on track, but now that I'm, I'm, I know that I need to do that. I will. <laughs> oh, wait, what is it with mom brain? I think that she's taking my brain cells and my breast milk, but, um, getting my fourth clog duct after changing everything. I was like, okay, this has to be energetic. Like this is no longer physical. There's something energetic happening here. So my best friend pulled a card for me and it was about like a support system. Like there's external support that I'm not getting. And mm it makes sense because I don't have family here where I live, yeah. like all of my family. Well, my little brother's in Denver. Um, but my, my parents are in Texas. So like, I can't just call somebody up. All of my close friends live all around the country. They don't live near me. So there's like nobody that I can really call if I'm like fed up or having a tough day. So I like what my guides told me was like, I have been viewing a community of moms as not a necessity when in actuality it's a necessity. Yeah. Like there's a breastfeeding support group at the um, hospital that I think I'm going to go to that. I was like, Oh, really like nonchalant about it. And then I got a clogged duct and they're like, no, like you need some kind of a supportive network. But like so wear like, crystals. So you find the right people. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, like, where are the where are the gays at? <laughs> yeah, right. Little little rainbow, little crystal. Be like, where are the gay? Where are the at? gays at? Where are the witches? <laughs> Why don't you start a breast group called the Witches Teat? The Witches Teat. You guys can all get together and breastfeed and talk about stuff and support each other. I'm sure there's other cool witchy moms in Colorado. My friend said to go visit you every week. And I was like, she's in Colorado. I I know. All of my friends live all around the country. I felt that heavy that your family isn't there. It's tough not having my mom around. You know, I told, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I definitely mentioned it to you. How like this really healed my relationship with my mom. Becoming a mom. I can't, like, I have such a deeper understanding and empathy. Mm. Oh, I'm like, it's so helpful when she's here. She's coming back. I told her she had to come back bi-weekly. <laughs> You're like, just get on the plane and come. Like now that I know that I can do it and I'm not using you as a crutch, like it's just really <laughs> nice for you to be here. <laughs> I like, you like, did it one week, check. I did it. Okay, so I can do it. Awesome. Now I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a beautiful message from your guides. Um, what do you, how are you going to find that? How do you go about finding the gay witches who like, also are breastfeeding? Right? like a mommy group. I don't know. I'm just going to go to this breastfeeding support group and feel it out, you know, cause I'm kind of an introvert. Okay. And I'm on my moon line. So I'm even more of an introvert. Okay. I like so that. I'm going to observe, I'm going to read the room. Yeah. 
Let's see if I get any feelers from anybody. Oh my God. You know, what's so funny. It's such what? a small world, especially in the nursing community. Mm-hmm. The last time I went for a lactation consultant appointment, we, yeah. it's up in the L and D unit in the hospital. Okay. Their offices are like back there. And as we're like walking back through the unit to leave, I spot a nurse who I met in Mexico 12 years ago on vacation. Yeah. And she was traveling. Her and her best friend were on vacation. I was with my ex-husband in Cancun and we all went out clubbing together. I met them clubbing and I like, I knew she was from Longmont. We've been friends on Facebook, but I didn't know she was a nurse. I didn't know she worked at this hospital and Jenna actually worked with her best friend's mom. Like it's such like it's such a small world in the nursing community. Hilarious. That is wild. And I guess like you have to be comfortable with people you know seeing you. <laughs> you do. In all kinds of ways. <laughs> like, hey, here's my breath. Help me out. It's such a small world. Sorry if you were working the night that I gave birth. <laughs> Don't judge me for it. I'm a much, I'm like a really calm person outside have you of done your apology tour. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> I'll throw like confetti and be like, she was sorry, but a vagina was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so traumatized. I, you know, how they talk about like the golden hour is so special. Mm. Like Like, when they immediately bring the baby out and put it on, you have to request the golden hour. If you're giving birth in a hospital where they you're untouched, they don't do the APGAR assessment or whatever, like, because baby's on your chest and it's like the most important, they're supposed to start breastfeeding. It releases the oxytocin that contracts your uterus that stops the bleeding. So it's like, it's a really important time. Yeah. But unfortunately for me, they had a giant mirror up and I couldn't even soak in the golden hour with her on my chest because I was so distracted by what I saw in the mirror and like the trauma of not having my epidural working and like feeling being stitched up. And like, I had so much like PTSD yeah. from that moment. No, labor birth is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's still gonna like, I think even when I've talked to some moms who have had experiences, like, it's like, they're just trying to understand what happened and why. And it's a, what, what they're showing me, what I feel like is it's almost like you're in two different worlds because you're you giving are. birth, right? So you're in this very much connected to spirit, but then this very like real world stuff is happening to you. And so like, now that you're kind of coming a little bit more embodied, you're like, oh, okay. Hi. What about that? What is happening? <laughs> what was uh, that? And your yeah. body's like, hi, hi, hi. You know, but it's like, you still got this baby to take care of and everything. Um, and so it's probably like we've talked about, it's like, how do you get time to process that? You know? And I think there's a lot of unprocessed trauma around birth for a lot of people. There's no time you, you get launched into parenthood at the hardest part. Yeah. Like the parent <laughs> launched into immediately. The parent friends I saw, um, last night, they're like, you go to bed and you wake up the next day and your life is completely different. And I was like, completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, you're a completely before- different person. <laughs> Yeah, it it's, it's jarring. Like you go to bed one night. It's usually like you go to bed one night and then 1.30 in the morning or whatever when water decides to break. I know. And newborns give you a grace period. Most <laughs> most newborns, mine did not. Um, but most newborns give you 24 hours where they're like really sleepy and they'll sleep like pretty much the whole time. So you get a little bit of time to like ease into it. Yeah. But then it's like game on. <laughs> we want to eat every two hours. You're not sleeping. Game on. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> my newborn was alert no she was born alert <laughs> she's like and let's she, go she was alert the whole postpartum period yeah it was never sleep we don't have a sleepy baby I mean maybe she will <laughs> I am not gonna hold my breath that's true um but we talked about um Maeve being like having like energetics that she needed in addition to like all her other care and I'm curious like we've channeled a couple of things and she's given me a lot of like these really beautiful um sacred geometry things that she wants around her and I've heard other people say that star seeds really like sacred geometry but like do you have tips for like how to energetically do you have like a really sensitive kid if you know if you're a sensitive person you probably have a woo spirity kid like what have you been doing with like her guides your guides the energy stuff that she's requested (laughs) do you like it's like another layer of parenting right it is um I think we should just like dive into the questions because that's actually the first question that we got that I wrote down was a parenting tip or advice my spirit babies earth side think I could or should be doing and Mm. I think there's a lot of energetic support that's missing yes um, and that, I mean, that is kind of a part of new age 5d parenting. Hey, I like <laughs> it's that. The, it's the energy 5p. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 5, 5p parenting. Um, Jenna actually has called in Maeve's guides to help her sleep and stay asleep. Nice. And it worked. Um, I feel like she's a really sensitive little baby. Like they're so energetically sensitive. All of their energy centers are open. Yeah. They're absorbing, they're receiving, you know, a lot of your subconscious conditioning and stuff comes in from birth to like seven. Like you create basically the foundations of your subconscious programming during this time. So she's just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. So how can I, as her parent best kind of put boundaries in place for her? Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I don't think she likes being passed around. Mm. And of course, everybody wants to come. They want to see the baby. They want to hold the baby. Whole yeah. families will come over and hold the baby. And it's, I think it's a lot for her. She gets overstimulated. Yeah. Even if she's sleeping, it is a lot. Like she's still susceptible to that energy. So I'll put like a nice little like golden layer around her, like a protective layer. I'll call her guides in to help protect her from other people's energies. Um, and then one time when I actually was just like not feeling having visitors, I envisioned like, a gold force field in front of our front door because people said they were coming over. Um, and I was like, okay, no negative energy is allowed in this house today. Like, or ever I should just keep that there. (laughs) (laughs) So I like mentally put it in the door and then we got like a text message a few hours later, like, Oh, we're not coming anymore. Mm -hmm. It works. Which I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. It works. (laughs) It does because we were talking about it. And then you're like, Oh my God, they just said they couldn't go. They couldn't go. It's like, oh, and it's, and we want to say with stuff like that, like, it's not that you're trying to like ward off people from coming to see the baby. It's just that that's what boundaries do. Right. It's like, if that person is in a bad mood, a funk, whatever, we don't need that today, you know? And so they're welcome to come when they can pass through the golden curtain. (laughs) I know Glennon Doyle says it best. Like my family is an Island. Mm. I get to decide who gets to come on the Island. Yeah. Me, <laughs> me, I'm swimming over to the island. <laughs> hey guys. Know, a, lot of, a lot of people have like a toxic relationships with their in-laws or their parents. And like, yeah. you are the one that gets to set those boundaries for yourself and for your, for your kids. Yes. Until they're able to. Absolutely. 
um, I think what my guides are kind of saying around this too, just to emphasize what you said is that babies can like 100% absolutely understand what's going on. <laughs> oh they, my God. They know if you're fearful, it's like Santa Claus. They know if you are scared. <laughs> they know <laughs> if big, you are anxious. Spoiler, babies are Santa Claus. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they know and you can't, it's like what they, what the spirit was always telling me is like, don't like hide it. Right. Like either clear it. Right. Um, or if you're in the presence of them and they're old enough, you know, like acknowledge it, like acknowledge, okay, mom was scared mm -hmm. or mom was this or whatever, because if you say no, mom's fine, but they're reading your energy, that's what creates the disconnect. So just totally mm -hmm. like be honest with your kids. And I guess people are kind of like, oh, I want to protect them or, oh, it's like, you can't too protect much them. An adult situation. Like you don't have to go into detail, but you can like talk about the emotions or the things that are going on is, is kind of what I'm, I'm getting, you know, yeah, it, it, and it can be developmentally appropriate. Yeah, exactly. There, there's, there's the like, <laughs> important be, make it developmentally appropriate. <laughs> yes. yes. And so that gives you that freedom to like, do what you feel like is right for your child, but just truly be honest with your kids. Like, and you can't so be honest nice. with your kids if you're not honest with yourself. Yes. Ooh, snap. I like, like why are you frustrated? Why are you doing this? Why do you not feel good about this person coming over? Like be honest with yourself about it. And then you can energetically support the environment that you want to have in your home on your Island. I think for this question, the parenting tip advice, I think it's maybe they're searching for more energetic support on your end. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I think people underestimate like Reiki energy work, that kind of stuff. Like there is, there are layers of your body that that is received in so well and can help and filter into the physical as well. So acupuncture, I kind of put in that same space, but like explore mm. those modalities or explore other energetic supports or ways to tap into that. You don't have to go see your practitioner, but like get into that field. That's what needs love, you know? And you don't even have to think it's going to work. Just try it. Just play around with it. Just imagine a force field at your door. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, my guides are really funny this morning, <laughs> um, but like they want us to have more fun on our spiritual journeys. Right. So like, if you can imagine it and have fun with this protection and, and feel good about it, like that's even better. Right. They love that. You're like into it, you know? puts you in a higher vibration anyway than doing it from a place of expecting an outcome like a serious yeah well if I do this you can't escape your lessons even if you put up all the protections <laughs> so true it's so true <laughs> um I'm trying to think what else they're showing me just I guess what they're kind of saying is like continue to do your work parents mm -hmm. so like as you know sometimes a lot of what I feel like in the energy of a lot of these questions is like you guys are like giving up all your sense of self to do everything for this kid. And it's like, my guides are like pulling back that sense of self into it. Like, mm, don't overextend yourself. Don't go outside of yourself. Don't misalign yourself. Like it's, that's not helping anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they're saying this comes from this, like, go hard, work hard, be the best mom. Da, da, da. Like, I'm going to do everything for my kid. This like, this is how they're making me talk like this, like uh, energy, but that's like, we don't need to go hard in parenting. In motherhood. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's supposed to be a little bit, especially this time, a little bit more softer and cocoony and like, they're just saying, stay in your sense of self. 
Mm, yeah. And do the things that keep you there. But I can yeah. understand. Oh, I've had this talk recently with Jenna and with myself <laughs> about getting help. Like, so that I can't, like me time doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Self-care consists of getting to take a shower when Jenna's home right, right now. Um, so like it would require bringing somebody in to watch her for a few hours a week. But at the same time, I don't want to give up that time with her because it's so precious. So there's this like struggle as a mom Mm -hmm. to like, I know I need time to myself to be a better mom, but I am not willing to give up that time with her. And then bringing somebody into my home, a stranger, obviously, because my family doesn't live here. They're getting that special time with her. They're getting to do those Mm -hmm. contact naps and that breaks my heart. Mm, I feel that dilemma. It is a huge dilemma. It's like, I know that I need self-care. I know that I need some time away, but I don't want, I'm like very selective about the people that she spends time with when it's not with me. Yeah. Because her time is precious. It's special. These are moments that I don't want to miss. You know? (laughs) I know. I'm just like, I have to like, look, I'm on a podcast. Don't just uh-huh. stand here and like feel this energy. Um, yeah. Um, I guess what my guys are kind of seeing is like, what if you were to like, try that though, like once a week, right? Like find somebody that you like, like, because mm-hmm. eventually you like, it's kind of like, you know, that you want to do this. And what I feel like is the right parts are not in place for you to trust doing that. Like if you had a really great person or a family member that you trusted, you know, if you could probably like see her and be there, but also kind of do your thing. Like they're just, my guys are just saying like, what is the most ideal situation? And it's not, it's not there yet. Yeah. Not there yet. So I get that, like doing your work, but also wanting to be the only one that gets that time with your kid. Like also feeling guilt about not being the one doing the things for your kid. I don't have an answer for you. That's why do you wear that question? Why do you have to do everything? Why can't the community help? Um, well, because there isn't really a strong community, right? Everybody works. Right. Like I can't, like, I would rather it be somebody that we're close to like a family member or a close family friend that watches her, but everybody works. Yeah. There is no, there's no room for, for that community to come through. There's no time. Yeah. So we're not set up. Yeah. We're not set up like that. So then you have to hire strangers. Fine. I'm moving to Colorado, everybody. I'm going to watch Natalie's baby. We're going to create our own community. (laughs) It's called the Witch's Tit. Come on over. (laughs) But I I think about that too. I think I've been trying to really think about what my community is going to be like when my baby is here and who my people are and yeah, I want some people. I know. Yeah. It's really important. I didn't know that it was important. I thought mommy groups were kind of bullshit. <laughs> Turns out they're not. Okay, don't go into a mommy group with that attitude though. <laughs> it turns out they're important. <laughs> now it comes out all think, like cool kid, like oh, I think I have some like prejudgments about some people, um, their whole identity in being a mom. <laughs> I like I'm how like you added your eyelashes. That, that energy I don't resonate with. <laughs> Okay, but you're going to call in the right person, person to come watch. Maybe you're going to call in the right group. Like, 
you, this is where, this is where you use your magic as a spiritual person, right? This is where you ask your guys, 5D parenting. let this be the best mommy group that I go yeah. to. Let there be a witchy ass, cool ass mom. Who's a like lot of gay me. people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let me see some rainbow flags and be like, okay, it's my people. Like, yes. Yeah. Maybe tapping into the gay community and seeing if that is a good channel to go through to see where they like have like groups for like parents, right? And support groups. Yeah, I Googled it. It didn't yield a lot of results. So uh, TBD <laughs> on that one. Hey, Colorado parents. Yeah. We're coming calling, for you. Calling all the gay parents. <laughs> Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Like <laughs> um, okay. So this question, the parenting tip advice for her earth side spirit babies what they think you could or should be doing. I think the message really coming through was like providing more energetic support for them. Mm -hmm. Like who are you letting in your home? What kind of an energetic environment are you allowing your home to be? Is it truly like a safe space for them? Mm -hmm. Um, what I'm getting from that is like, try to tune into them, mm -hmm. right? Like really try to connect with your kid's energy um, see if they start to give you any symbols or, you know, pick up on like how they respond to certain people and just, uh, my God, you're saying like, pay attention, mm -hmm. right? Like pay attention to like who they are, especially at this age, they don't have any like guards up. Right. And they're giving off all kinds of, of energy in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of it too, is like, yeah, create like a calming atmosphere, right? Like I see like a lot of like draw the shades, like amethyst crystals, like, um, noise machines. Like you want to make it like salt on your perimeter. <laughs> yeah. Assault on your perimeter. <laughs> Cedar over your doors. <laughs> Gnomes outside your house. Okay. Um, but just like, <laughs> I guess they're kind of saying like, similar to what you're saying is like, like how you protect yourself in your house. Like your child will be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 5D parenting, the game has changed. It the has. game has changed. It's no longer this like, oh, I have kids and that's it. Just like I have, you know, tchotchkes on my wall. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> like your kids are requiring more support now. They're more aware. Yeah. And like the previous generations just maybe ignored that. And so then other kids just, you know, of those generations closed it down. But these kids are not really wanting to do that. They're they can't. sort of they can't. saying- they're like, don't give us the close switch. Yeah, they can't. I don't think that kids, these kids can shut that off. They can't compartmentalize anymore. They're just like, wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, they just said it's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> oh my God. You've said that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I need to see about like, oh my gosh. Oh, what am I buckling into? <laughs> parenthood Jess it's coming okay. for you <laughs> I know it is <laughs> uh, okay the next question we got um how can we connect with spirit babies to learn how they want to be birthed mm. I have so, nothing to say on this because <laughs> you have nothing to say I visualized the shit out of my birth and it happened <laughs> everything went awry so yeah. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say can you read it one more time? How can we connect with spirit babies to learn how they want to be birthed? Mm. 
so a lot of birth, what they're showing me, a lot of it is very physiological for them. Like the actual process of like them coming out. And I'm just saying to the spirit babies, no, they mean like the grander picture of birth. Is that what I'm getting from this question? Cause the babies mm-hmm. are like, they're like down because the canal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay guys, they're like, they're like, I'm like, that's the physiological Bigger picture. Bigger and picture. I think, um, what they want to clarify around that is, you know, there's no, they have no qualms about coming out, you know, via C-section. Um, I know a lot of people don't want to have that, but sometimes that's what is required um, for them, the situation that you're in with the hospital. So mm-hmm. that kind of sense. But in terms of like the greater, like how do they want to be birthed? Um, the biggest energy they give me is that they want the birthing person to feel really fucking powerful, really calm and really at ease. Like the more that that person who is birthing them is in this like they feel safe. They feel, I guess what I'm feeling also is like warm. Um, it's not too bright. Um, there's people around if I want them, but they're like, uh, I have a choice and like how close, like there's a perimeter energy. So some are allowed in, some are not allowed in, but I still want to feel them on my perimeter. Um, and that it's a very kind of like primal experience. And so like, this is the most desired and like almost what they're saying is like with absolutely like no intervention. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, we kind of know this, right? We kind of know this, they're saying to us, um, but they're saying the problem is that then we like put that on a pedestal as the only way, mm, right? Like not, yeah. not everybody gets that birth. So that is kind of what they're saying is, is the, the desired way. And then within that, a lot of the babies are showing me, then it depends on what our moms need to work on. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that happens in birth is that maybe doesn't go the right way, or it's different than you expected or whatever are lessons for you guys around expectations, mm-hmm. planning, letting control, um, letting go letting control. control, receiving help, you know, um, do you have to like stick it out and have no medicine or do you want to, you know, have medicine to support you? So it's like a rapid fire kind of, you know, making choices and stuff like that, that, um, sometimes you have to do so they say that sometimes those experiences combine. Um, sometimes there's like trauma to heal. Sometimes there's just other things that are on like the birthing person's like energetics that the two of you can start the lessons of or complete lessons of in a birth experience. Mm-hmm. So it might be like some of your stuff, some even your partner stuff, your lineage stuff. So there's like multi-layered stuff that goes on. Um, and so a lot of people ask me like, Oh, do they like their birth? And sometimes they're like, well, that was for her to work through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was her sort of decisions to make, or just, you know, her ability to say, you know, like stand in her power and be like, don't touch me, you know, like I want to (laughs) be left alone or whatever it is. Right. Um, that advocation of self. Yeah. Yeah. Not what I expected actually. No, I didn't know that they would have such a preference for that very cal- I mean, it felt really good, that very calm birth, but so many of them don't have that. No, <laughs> right. There's so many hospital been, births yeah. and there's so many traumatic births. Let me ask them about that. So they just said with those, especially the traumatic births, it's just, um, like a lot of people are just helping to clear trauma. Like, mm-hmm. 
um, it's a healing and a purging. We hope that you get healing from that. So like, if you've had a traumatic birth, like we hope that you are like meeting with a doula, meeting with a therapist, meeting with a healer and energetics to work through that. Um, Mm -hmm. thank you. Because until we heal the collective trauma of birth, it will still continue piece by piece individually. That's yeah. So we, we have to collectively, thank you, say that I had a traumatic birth and now I go get help for that. And I deserve to clear that and heal that, understand that, integrate it, find the lessons. And they're saying so many of us don't do that. And so Mm -hmm. it just keeps repeating until we all start talking about it. And then the next layer is we all start healing it. And then it'll just kind of ripple out you guys. But please, if you've had something traumatic, I don't care if it was three years ago, 10 years, 30, please go integrate that. Don't settle for just that being what it was. Like, just don't settle. Dig deeper into it. Yeah. Um, wow. That was cool. I'm all hot now (laughs) from channeling. Yeah. Hopefully mine Uh, is like Alaska shirt, which is like made for people in Alaska. I'll ask it to cool you down. (laughs) Get some of that mountain snow. Alaska. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, just piling on top of that, there is no right or wrong way to give birth. And there is like a lot of spirit babies don't have like a specific plan. So I think the best way to set yourself up for success for birth as somebody whose entire birth plan went out the window, um, is to really think about how you want to feel, not what you want it to look like. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you want to feel during birth? I wanted to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And even though it was a really awful experience, I still felt safe. Right. Cause you were like, unsure about you know, what the meconium would do. And I don't even know if I'm ever saying that right. I just say really really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, like even even that, you know, it's like, like you said, you wanted to feel safe. Um, yeah. Cause people ask like, oh, should I like light candles or have them birthed in water? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the baby, sometimes the baby will be like, I don't really want to be born in water, but like, okay. Like, you know, like they're not going to, fight you on that but they're just like that's weird or that's fine or whatever they do have opinions um but it's more like if you're asking that question you're unsure Mm -hmm. you're uncertain and you know taking your uncertainty and putting on the spirit babies isn't really what they're here for it's more like what do I want what do I want um because I guess this is like (laughs) what they're kind of saying to me is the last time that it's just you making a decision for you. <laughs> yeah. Cause oh, then af- yeah. Cause then after that, it's you and them, you and them. And I know that they're part of this, but it's like, you get to take the lead on, mm-hmm. on that experience. And then I do want to add that, like, you know, the babies that come in who are stillborn, who come in and, you know, pass over maybe like just hours after being born, sometimes those souls are kind of, um, completing things and, um, they want to, you know, just have a really nice service or funeral and they never got that in their last life with you, or, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't get to make it all the way through and they want to make it again. So that too, is just that experience of like, um, sometimes the birth is for the baby to complete a cycle of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which sometimes. is so sad. So, so sad. But even as a baby, they're their own sovereign being with their own contracts and agendas. Like, yeah. I can't, you can't attach yourself to the outcome of your kids. <sighs> Woof. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
I feel like that is complete. Yeah. Another question we got is how long will this healing take? I, we've talked about, we've talked about this. Like it doesn't end. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm, Maybe it's more like the question is like, when will I get to my next integration point? Of mm. this healing mm-hmm. if you like a destination yeah <laughs> and I know that you do um you could kind of arbitrarily set one. Mm. Oh, and then right okay when I get to xyz I'm gonna do xyz and I'm gonna integrate and you're always gonna be healing mm-hmm. right but it's like if you want to celebrate or acknowledge or you know reflect on um yeah take yourself away for a weekend you know do some journal prompts um have a little party like whatever it is that you want to celebrate your healing. Yeah. There's no, there's no finish line. No. So I used to always see healing as a mountain. Uh huh. <laughs> Hi, that gives a lot of insight into who I am and how much <laughs> I have to heal. And I was, I was shared the perspective of instead of a mountain, what if it's more like the Pacific crest trail? <laughs> the, the PCT. It just, it just keeps, keeps going. going and going. And you know, there might be some ups and downs and stuff like that, but it's, it is, it's this longer journey. Um, but let me feel a little bit deeper into that. Like specifically for this person. Yeah. Um, so what I'm feeling is you need to know what a completeness of a healed aspect of yourself or your personality or whatever it is looks like you have to envision when I am healed Mm -hmm. I will do this I will do that right this is so what is it that you're you obviously know you want to be somewhere like you obviously have a vision of like a healed self so go talk to that healed self version and be like what do I need to do girl yeah how can I get how can I integrate you how can I hook me up put myself on this timeline yeah oh I love Um, that yeah I freaking love future self stuff. Oh, I love future self stuff. That's so I know fun. You do. <laughs> it's so fun. I oh. miss you so much. <laughs> it's been too long. I only get to text Natalie because of course she has a baby on her. So we get we get to talk in real life. I oh, mean and try to make in a phone call video real life. yesterday. Yeah. We like did. I just co- I couldn't finish the phone call because <laughs> Maeve's napping. I'm contact now. Like there's just, it, there's no schedule. If I called her, she'd be like, hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, super fun. It gets better uh, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to check in at three months. Yeah. It'll be better. But even, I went to the doctor yesterday or I don't see doctors. I went to the PA yesterday yeah. and she was like, three months it's like a switch and they're like a, they're like a magic baby they're like a different baby at three months it's so fun yeah we, we all know on March 1st Natalie's waking up and be like are you different hello bikini princessa <laughs> you guys she has a pink beanie oh yeah that um I didn't tell you about my meltdown from that oh this was my fresh motherhood anxiety for the week I thought it was killing my baby with a hat that was too tight um, was it too tight it left a mark on her head. Oh, yeah. Like a little, just like an indent from where like the seam on the hat was, but 
the day prior, I should really get off TikTok. Um, I had seen a TikTok about a baby that died from a headband that was too tight. Oh my, you guys, this is, this is horrible. Like, so now I had, like, I thought it was killing her. And then she overheated because it's been like frigid here, but over anticipated the need, her warmth (laughs) needs. She overheated in the car, brought her home, took her hat off. There was a red line, freaked out about that. She projectile vomited, choked, by the way, newborns choke. So I had to like put her upside down and do back blows like CPR to like get the spit out she's like the third time she's done it all Guys. from a beanie <laughs> fresh, oh fresh every day is fresh anxiety you're like look at this cute hat i got for my baby 10 minutes later so <laughs> we're, we're in no hat household now <laughs> like okay don't send me hats okay no hats. no no, uh, no headbands no hats mm. wait yeah. how did that did that baby really die because of the headband though it that's what the video said. I would need more information as a medical okay. professional to understand. Like maybe the bow was over their fontanelle. Maybe it okay. was too tight, but it was like in a poor placement and it okay. caused like swelling in the brain because yes, that is real. Yeah. Their cranial bones are not set yet. They still have that soft spot where you can literally touch their brain. So you have to be careful with baby's heads. Oh, the, on the that. anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh Yeah next question okay (laughs) on that note on that note does everyone have a spirit baby what do you think no oh you're right yeah no (laughs) um you not everybody has one and if you don't um because a lot of people are like I don't want to get a session with you Jess I ain't got no spirit baby (laughs) I'm like oh come on um no but I if you don't have a spirit baby, it's because maybe you don't really want to have children this lifetime. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, you don't have any like contracts or anybody that you need. To, I'm falling off of my seat. Okay. Okay. So you might have like a lot of times I'm like, they did, you guys did motherhood. You did fatherhood. It was like, whew, you're done. You're done like 11 that. kids. And you're like, I'm going to try something different. Um, but you can call in children. So if you decide like, you know what, we actually met this really cool person and I think I do want to have a baby. Um, you can call in spirit babies and that would just be sort of being open. Um, Mm -hmm. and you want to get somebody like rando, (laughs) you would get somebody like that aligns and matches with your energy and, and kind of what you want to do, but it would just be sort of like more of an open container. Um, Yeah. somebody from another planetary system, a little star seed, if that's up your alley, but it's a mutual choosing. It is. It really is. That's what I would say. Um, I think the other thing that they want to say is that sometimes like if maybe you're, you have some children or you really did want children, but you never like found the right person, got around to it, could afford it, all those like kind of layers you might still sense a spirit baby around you. And sometimes they'll come in through other family members. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have children, but maybe couldn't bring in like your third or fourth. They could come in as like grandkids I've heard from some people. So, but it really depends. It's like, it really depends on your family, your lineage, your kids. It's so unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to say like across the board. I would say if you want or desire children in this life, you likely have a spirit baby. 
like matching that energy. I agree yeah. with that. Or like a potential. You have a yeah. potential out there. It's a maybe. Yeah. Cause like we're then the guides aren't out to get you as we were talking about, you know, like <laughs> the uh, guides, yeah, not bad guides. <laughs> <laughs> They're your guides. They're here to help you. Um, yeah. So if you, you, you know, connect with them, connect with your spirit babies. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met some clients who have like, um, <laughs> wait, what are those things? I was going to say IUD, but I think that's a bomb. <laughs> oh no. That's not- what are those called? <laughs> I'm so bad. An IUD. Yeah. The, the T-shaped, it goes in your like birth yeah, control. But aren't those also the names of bombs? No, that's a different name. I can't think okay. of it right now, but. And I'm thinking, the other thing I'm thinking of is IUI, but that's a different thing. That so many acronyms. Okay. So if you have those birth control methods in you, mm-hmm. um, sometimes what I'll see is like a barren land because you're telling your body and the spirit baby's like, no, thank you. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then if you remove those, that would open it up. You still would have a spirit baby, but sometimes, you know, even if you're doing preventative work, they're still there. Mm-hmm. So I tell people like, be careful then because, you know this baby wants to come in and do this work with you. So until you're ready to be, if, when you want to be a mother, like, don't just be like, do, do, do. Yeah. The baby, the baby might be like, how about we start that lesson now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. That's fun. And it's also the divine time. I say that like jokingly to understand like, gosh, why do babies come in when we least expect it? Um, sometimes cause you know, you weren't planning, you weren't overthinking it, or it is time for that change. And subconsciously at least somebody is ready for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah the past like couple of years that we hadn't gotten pregnant we had purposefully skipped over trying to conceive in February March because I said I didn't want to score <laughs> and then when we were like you know what fuck it we'll just try it again um we got it was she was doing Scorpio season so <laughs> but she listened she waited she's a Scorpio rising I know, but she didn't go full Scorpio, Scorpio. Right. She's a sad son. Bless her. <laughs> on on um, Groundhog Day, which is um, a fun day for me, I sent Natalie a text that she'd sent me <laughs> that said she felt like it was like November. And she's like, I feel like it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog know? Day over here. Every day over is the same. Because I was like, last day to be a Scorpio sun and a Scorpio moon. Mm-hmm. That would have been intense. No, thank you. She's intense enough. That's, a, that's an emotional baby. Oh, you're like, she has a Scorpio moon. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> there are no bad signs as we've come like, to find out. You need a sweater that says my baby has a Scorpio moon and parents would be like, uh, I, yeah, um, yeah, I get it. I get it. Scorpio moon, baby support group <laughs> yeah. and breastfeeding, witchy <laughs> gays apply. Which did, which is tit. We are making up your Craigslist ad right now. <laughs> Craigslist ad. I oh, I wouldn't put it on Craigslist. Actually. I'm not going to put. I'm not going to put the witch's tit on on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. We, last okay, question. Oh, last question. Okay. Yeah. Surprise. We're going to do five this week. Um. <laughs> and again, before we get to this last question, we are doing this now for season three. And so, when this episode airs, if you go over to our podcast Instagram page there will be a Dropbox in the stories for you to submit your questions so that you can get 
divine guidance from your spiritual guides, not your spiritual bad guy. <laughs> yes. And you can expand it beyond spirit babies, right? So Natalie, oh, and I it can be anything. Yeah. Into all the intuitive things. Um, yeah. About your healing journey, about your business, about your relationships, right. Cause those lead to spirit babies. So, yeah. you know, just, and just like your general intuitive wellness and being whatever you need, just put it, put it in that little box and we'll see if, um, I mean, if you want our favorite recipes, we'll share those too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite soup recipe? Oh yeah. There's not a lot of cooking happening around here right now. So I'll be like, if I get to eat cold chicken nuggets, <laughs> what are you eating? How are you nourishing yourself? Um, I'm actually doing okay. A surprise. Okay. This past week was the first week that I spent completely solo with Maeve. It was just me and her. No support. Um, you know, again, there's that no support. There's that like low level anxiety. Like if I can't get her to sleep and she won't yeah. stop crying, like it's just me. I don't know if you can yeah. hear her crying, but Jenna's trying to get her to sleep. <laughs> she, I can't hear. Good. Well, she's, a nap, yeah. she's a nap refuser again. <laughs> she like right before she falls asleep, she does this cute thing where she arches her back and screams and hits you. Like, so and then cute. we'll fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one last protest before uh, the sleep goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually I, so newborns from like newborn to 12 weeks, they don't really have like a set schedule, but they do live life in like three hour increments. Yeah. Like their wake windows are 90, 60 to 90 minutes closer to 60. So including feeding. Okay. So she'll like wake up from her nap. Well, she eats for about a half hour okay. and then I keep her up on her play mat. So like when she's on her play mat and we're doing like tummy time and she's like looking at all the things, the toys, that's when I eat. So it's doable. Yeah. It's, it's doable. As long as I like have food already prepared. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. So we need like quick, easy, heatable up leftovers. Yeah. You're like, these are pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. And I put her play mat at like eye level because she's not rolling over. Okay. It's safe. Your eye um, level? My eye level. Oh, so is that, she like on the couch or something? She's not a table. On table. Okay. In the kitchen while I eat. So I'm like sitting there. I'm right there watching her. Nobody come for me. Um yeah, seriously, don't. Don't. She's not rolling over. She's very immobile. <laughs> so we'll like we'll have girl talk while I eat and she tells you about the elephants oh she tells me lots of things I mean telepathically she tells me lots of things but she's also finding her voice and it's really cute that's so fun I cannot wait to connect with my baby telepathically and oh it's so fun mm, you think you're going fun. crazy but well I do want to say though that part of some some parts of postpartum psychosis just to go back to that do include mm -hmm. that they do. You know? So it's always good to check if you are hearing voices. That's what I want to say. Crazy? Yeah. Am I psychotic? Yeah. You never know. Um, cause I guess sometimes they cannot be so scary. You never know. <laughs> I mean, I was for sure on the crazy track until I was like, Oh, cool. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I that's am, true. Though. Check in, see if the voices in your head. <laughs> Yeah. Cause usually from what I've heard, postpartum voices are like scary and mean oh, and the, you feel anxiety, yeah, they're negative. but they can also be like, Oh, I heard my baby say this or that. So that's kind of the weird space. And as a medium, I sometimes wonder like, is that them talking? I don't really know. Like 
if they're how ne- psychosis if voices, works. No, if the voices are negative or scary. Yeah. yeah. If you have like negative voices only or a mix of negative and hearing the baby, like I would check in with a, your support team. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But baby, baby tele- telepathy is not scary. Yeah. Yeah. It does not tell you to do harm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. The last okay. question. Okay. Last question. Which do we want to do this question? Or do we want to save it for the next time? Cause I feel like it's going to open up a whole other can of worms. Oh, um, I don't have the questions open. So I'm like, as a tree, <laughs> does everybody listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think I'll have to tune into the next episode to find okay. out about this question. Cause I feel like we could really go like deep on it. Okay. So and we've already been chatting for an hour over, with you. Over an hour. Oh, over an hour. Yeah. So we're going to leave you in suspense. Yes. A, cliff, a cliffhanger. A cl- we love a cliffhanger. Um, so tune in. We'll answer that next episode. And then put your questions in our comment in our box, box, in our DMs, in our box. <laughs> <laughs> Fill our box with your questions. Fill our box. And um, yeah. we will hear about more fresh anxieties. <laughs> Hopefully not. Oh, I, I don't it was want like it an to ongoing be a, segment. I don't want it to be an ongoing. <laughs> After three months, you'd be like that segment is complete. Yeah, I would like I have a completely I'd new like completion, please, with that yeah. segment. I do not want fresh anxieties popping up every day. Okay. Yeah, it's a deal. Good. And with that, I guess we will see you guys next. Tune in to see what the question is—the million-dollar question. Ooh. that we're going to channel answers to. Okay. See you next week. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.